Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, I'm Daniel. Today I wanted to discuss a concept called starting where you are. Starting where you are. There's a book by the famous Buddhist teacher Pema Chodron called Start Where You Are. And that sort of inspired me as something to talk about. Start where where you are. So the truth is that we are where we are. We can't be somewhere else. It's really the same as sort of saying, be here, be in the present moment, right? It's where you are, whether you admit it or not, whether you know it or not, that's where you are. And sometimes we have this mindset, I really want to be somewhere else. I really want to start somewhere else. Things take forever sometimes. And we tend to think, I want to start somewhere else. I need to get this, this, and this in order, and then I can be happy. Or I need to start the right career. I need to be with the right person. Then I can start living my life, right? And we get caught up in that kind of trap. And we're not here. We're somewhere else, either somewhere in the future where we want to be or somewhere in the past that we miss. But the truth is that this is all there is. This right now, where you are now, is where you are. And just obsessing about being somewhere else or in some other time gets in our way. It steals our joy. It can tend to steal our joy, especially with things in the past, I think of the way we don't really remember things right. So we often have sort of rose-colored glasses anyway, and we think, our past was maybe a way that doesn't match the reality. So I um, I have very different memories of my dad than my brother does. He's eight years older than me. And so I was 15 years old when my father passed away and my brother was 23. So my brother was completely an adult and I was 15. And I have a very different memory of what my dad was like than my brother does. And I I think, oh, I never got in trouble. I, (laughs) you know, my childhood was great. I never got in trouble. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that my brother got in trouble more than me. And some of that is because maybe they were just, our parents were just stricter with him, but some of that is because that's not the part I remember. That's not the part I remember. I don't remember when things were bad or when I was in trouble, or when life was a struggle. I don't remember any of that from childhood, really. And my brother does. My brother does. So that that's sort of the way memory can mess with you. You, can, you will remember things differently than they happened for whatever reason. Our brains pick what to focus on and what to commit to memory. And sometimes our brains even pick the wrong things to commit to memory. So... 
really even when we reflect and we think things were better in the past, well, we don't have a very clear image of the past. We don't. Now, that being said, of course, um, we can remember horrible tragedies we went through and we can remember maybe very big things that happened, but I'm talking about just the general state of things, just the general state of things. We tend to color the past in different ways, and those ways aren't always accurate. And really, we do the same thing with the future. We try to think of what's going to happen, and often we are disappointed by the wonderful thing we want to get. We're disappointed because we tend to think that it's just going to change everything and make our whole life better. We're not going to struggle anymore. And that's not true. That's not true. There's always a new set of problems. Always. And the problem is not that we shouldn't learn from the past. We should. And the problem is not that we shouldn't plan for the future. We should learn from the past we should plan from the future, but it's very important to not live there. It's very important to not live there. If we're obsessed with the future all the time, we're not going to be happy. And if we're obsessed with the past all the time, we're not going to be happy. Right here is where we are. Right here is where we are. Right now it's like this. What can I do? Right now it's like this. What can I do? How can I make things better for myself and others? What can I do? This is where I'm starting. I'm not starting where I wish I was. I'm starting here. And we get caught up in that the daydream in just trying to start somewhere other than where we are. And that's a problem. I think people get caught up wishing they had done something different in their career path. And just wistfully think about what could I have done differently instead of just focusing on where they are. What can you do now? And people revisit past relationships in the same way. And I'll touch very briefly on, on politics and say people are really upset when their candidate, their favorite candidate is not in the race anymore and that's not starting where you are if you're obsessing about that we are where we are where we are is here this is the situation what can we do this is the situation what can we do and especially with with politics we should reflect and remember how long things have taken historically Right, like the civil rights movement took forever, and and some would say it's not even done now, but it definitely there's we can see a track of progress, and it was a long road when we look at the past, and it's that that's that way with any meaningful change. So I think in that case, in all the things we wish about the world, we've got to start where where we are, and see what changes we can make, and not just lament that things aren't changing fast enough or lament that we can't change everything, but just notice what can I do to make the world a better place? What can I do? Because you can do something 
And a lot of the time we do feel powerless and we feel like we can't do anything and we wish we were starting at another place. But this world is the way this world is. And this is where we are. And now is when we are. And I think Buddhism really calls us to see the world more clearly. To try at least to see things more clearly and recognize our role in the world and recognize... Okay, these are the things I can change. These are the things I have no power over. And I should just make the changes I can and not obsess about the way I wish the world was, the way I wish my life was, because the truth is that we're never going to have, oh, well, my life's all lined up. There's no problems now. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We're always going to have some level of struggle until the end. And that's a sort of a hard thing to wrestle with. It's hard to keep that in mind. We really don't want to believe that, but that's the way of things. There's a struggle to life. The Buddha said life is, is dukkha, which usually is translated as suffering. Usually is translated as life is suffering. And I think that's not, it sort of misses the mark. It's, it's, supposed to be like a wheel that's not quite right. So I like to compare it to a shopping cart. That is when you go to the grocery store and you get a shopping cart and one of the wheels is just a little bit fucked up. So you get the cart and you think everything's going to be okay. And then just once in a while, bump, bump. And then it's normal. And then a little bit later, bump, bump. And it's sort of not quite bad enough for you to go get a new card. I mean, you've already started shopping, but it's just irritating. It's just irritating. And I think uh, we can think of different levels of struggle and we can think it sometimes in my life. It really feels like all four wheels are fucked up. And sometimes in life, it feels like I can't even move the cart. And other times it feels like just one of them just just once in a while reminds me bum bum life is dukkha bum bum there's a struggle and i really like to think of it that way because when you say things like life is suffering people think that you're saying life is always a dumpster fire and it's not always but sometimes it is but when you say life is full of suffering people think buddhism is a very negative way of looking at the world and i don't think that's accurate I don't think that's accurate. Rather, Buddhism calls us to have clarity and to see the world as it really is and stop deceiving ourselves. That's, I like to say that at a certain part of the spiritual journey, at a certain point, we can no longer lie to ourselves like we've always done. We can no longer lie to ourselves like we've always done. So we're called to face things and be real with ourselves and be honest and see clearly. And that can be a really tough thing to do because we like our delusions and we want to hold on to them. And we don't want to admit that things are hard and we don't want to let go of the fantasy that at one point we're going to have it all lined up and we're never going to struggle anymore. There's always going to be something. And 
What we have power over is how we respond to that. We can bring serenity to just learn how to accept things and just more often, maybe not always, but more often come to problems and just think, right now it's like this. Because right now it's like this is a way better response than why is this happening to me? Right now it's like this, what can I do? Is a much better response than why is this happening to me? And so often we think, why is this happening to me? And we just, it steals all our joy. It steals all our joy. So we've got to start where we are. There's nowhere else we can start. And we've got to be here because there's nowhere else to be. Um, I'm reminded of in the Beatles song, All You Need Is Love. One of the lyrics is, there's nowhere you can be except for where you're meant to be. And I think that is really powerful. That really means a lot to me. There's, But I would say a more, a, a clearer statement would be, there's nowhere you can be except where you are, which is, sounds kind of silly because it's so simple, of course, but mentally... We try hard to be somewhere else sometimes. We are in the daydream, which, and by that I mean we're living in the past or in the future or in our imagination. We're not fully present. And if you've ever had the situation where you're talking to someone and you realize you're not listening because you're thinking of some other shit, that's the daydream. And we don't want to do that. We want to be able to show up for people and really listen when they talk to us. I think that's really important. So... Um, that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Um, this talk has been called Start Where You Are, and I hope it's been helpful to you. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.